0: Good evening and welcome along to another episode live here on the Red Tinted Glasses YouTube channel. I'm just about staying awake and Callum, you've also changed location as well, but it is the night after the day before, if that's how the saying goes. Um, You can tell I'm totally with it. Um, Wasn't to be in Germany um, as the Dons, probably as many expected, went down in defeat, but the scoreline probably wasn't what was expected. It was a valiant performance, but Eintracht Frankfurt running out 2-1 winners. Um, Callum, what was your initial post-match thoughts, first of all?
1: Uh, I was actually a bit disappointed we didn't come away with something, to be honest, uh, given a couple of the chances at, at, at the end of the game. But I was impressed. Uh, when the team lines came out, I I don't know. I didn't really know what to think. I didn't, wasn't sure how we'd set up at all. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know if... Proud's way to describe it. I was, it was. I thought it was a very valiant effort. And given, you know, in the build-up to the game, we were thinking this is the last thing we needed. Going and taking a scud in mm-hmm. off Frankfurt, maybe that game was what we needed because it was a decent against a decent side, and we go and show that you know we are up for it. We do have the quality when we play football to hurt mm-hmm. teams, which sort of begs the question: why didn't we do it against Hearts and Hibs? Uh, but obviously, a very different occasion and things like that. But it, it gave me reason to be. A bit more confident going into these next two games, especially that if we do play football when when we can, then we'll be fine. And I I, I was impressed. How how are you feeling, Glenn, if you remember it? Uh it is it, funny you saying that, like
0: about actually playing football and why couldn't we do that against Hibs and Hearts? Because it's exactly what we were kind of speaking about um, you know, on the flights home and waiting for flights today. About it's maybe kind of the kind of level of performance that we put in, in in Celtic, um, in terms of actually utilizing the ball in terms of spreading the play wide, because when it's certainly against Hearts, it was just lumping the ball high up into the sky, which is what a lot of those fans were doing in the Rhomberg Square yesterday. And um, it's just you know, I probably share your frustration and that Esther Sokler chance. Um, it is going to haunt me for a, a while um, although I probably won't, wouldn't be here <laughs> right now had that found the back of the net because there would have been serious carnage uh, in that away end, I mean the Polvara bounce was uh, uh, next level I and mean, we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit but um, yeah and you know Polvara's got a new tune as well um, it, it I'm just, yeah, as I said, I share your frustration, but as I was saying to Fraser Walls today, I'm encouraged. You know, a lot of people have kind of maybe picked up on the fact that we've had pride in that, that performance um, last night. Yes, we haven't come away with points, but for kind of the first time this season, and I mentioned it in the last episode um, about I, or, I didn't see an identity in, in this Aberdeen team. I, I didn't really know what we were trying to achieve. Last night, I saw an identity to that Aberdeen team. I think, you know, if you see the quote about uh, from Stefan Gartenman, you know, the him saying about the, the pride the player should feel pulling on that badge and seeing the support. The support, you know, fully applauded the, the players off the pitch. There was one idiot that was booing after 15 minutes because I think Keller lumped it long. But you know, 10 minutes later, he certainly wasn't booing, that's for sure. But um, also, I-, I thought our kit looked class last night with the white shorts going with the white kit um, as well.
1: I I did enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I do think it's so stupid that we've brought out an away kit, and in the last two away games, we've not been able to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> totally pointless, absolutely pointless. But I did enjoy. It, it did look good. It looks classy. Uh, but I do agree that we we did sort of have. It seemed we sort of had more of an identity. I watched it at the pub. I didn't have the joys of being in Frankfurt, unfortunately. And um, but I, you could see what they were trying to do. But the bank five, bank four frustrate them. And then when we do win it, we try and play. Uh, VK mentioned finding it finding it frustration and. Um, find it frustrating with some of the poor passes and then highlight the the shinny through to Miofsky one. Oh. That was frustrating. I don't know why he didn't just lift it or just put it around the well, side. Put it around him. It, yeah, or just lift it and, okay, it might have been hard to control or he might have had to divert his run a little bit, but still would have been able to control it, you would think, and oh, be through. And at that times, you know, things didn't come off, but it was far more positive, I felt, the, the, the way that they actually tried to play, which is mental. We're actually saying that. And they're, they weren't just hoofing it along like, like we saw at Time Castle, which was encouraging and you know good that they've got that sort of belief, I guess. And they were brave enough to do it against quality opposition too.
0: Yeah, and if you want to also speak about frustrating passes as well, um, if we're doing that just now, Ryan Duncan, when he had the opportunity to play in Duke, who would have been cleaned through, but he leathered the ball out of play. It was just a, a bit too much uh, on the pass for, for Duke to be able to control. And, you know, uh, that, that was really frustrating because it was a simple pass to make, but, you know, people would maybe pick up on the fact that Duke didn't control it as well. But uh, just one of them... Um, that i think probably adds to the frustration maybe some people will have from last night because we made changes to the lineup duke dropped mioski i thought was was excellent leading the line on his own i mean desperately unlucky as he, as we've pointed out that sheni couldn't play a better pass through to him and i mean that would have put us one a up, well unless he repeated what he did against Hacken, of course um which would have been would have been carnage and was on the end of a heavy challenge um that I don't remember thinking that guy got booked for for that um but I think the I guess the for me the biggest surprise was seeing Dante Polvara um come into the team in midfield I mean look Callum we spoke about Dante on the show last time out a player weirdly enough heavily criticized or certainly the criticism towards him getting a new deal. We've spoken about there being a player in there. I think he absolutely was probably one of our best midfielder last night. Um, you look at the fact that they had to take off Mario Gota at halftime, they were they had to change their midfield. Um, you had U.S. men's international Paxton Arneson in, in their team as well, and he was being upstaged by, by Dante Polvara. Um, Jack McKenzie also coming into the team as well. We'll we'll get onto Jack I, I, in a second, but uh, your thoughts on um, Dante Polvara?
1: I told you so. I told you so. He'll come good. He'll come good. I think that was the start of it, and uh, I like the fact. Um, although obviously we ended up losing the game, he's off the mark and he took his goal very very well. As he said, first of all, Nicky Devlin did well. Uh to actually get it through to. It went through a couple Frankfurt bodies. He took the goal extremely well. I was very happy for him. He looked absolutely delighted. I thought overall he performed very, very well. Uh, and I think if we can start to see more performances like that and hopefully him getting amongst the goals even more, then mm. uh, we, we could be on to something. So still early days. He's still got plenty developing to do, but still got plenty time to develop, most importantly. But I was just glad... Uh, that I was proved correct for once was, uh, was it throwing throw off shit at the wall eventually something will stick I think that, <laughs> that maybe maybe applies
0: yeah but what a goal like the the fact that Frankfurt needed two set pieces to score against us when we scored against them versus open play and continued to cause them problems from open play as well just as you said excellent work from Nicky Devlin and that's Again, imagine playing him in his preferred position. We see the success of, of of that. But the composure to cut it back, and we spoke about this as well um, on the last episode, the need to be clinical when opportunities arrive. And I guess you see that difference between Dante and, and, and Esther, but I know obviously Esther's chances a lot more difficult. But the the composure from from Dante to even just take the the touch and then sweep it high in, in into the net and Look, I know you're going to Greece uh, and anyone else that, you know, maybe wasn't in in Frankfurt and is doing a European away trip. I just hope you get to experience a bounce like those of us that were there last night, because that was incredible. I mean, a terraced away end, absolute carnage. The floors were so sticky at the start of the game. I think the amount of beer that went flying, it wasn't sticky after... Um, after the goal went in but just uh, absolute chaos and I think a lot of us had said pre-match as well Calm, that you know regardless of what the result may be because I think a lot of us did fear the worst just give us something to celebrate you know maybe a lot of us maybe th- assumed that would be maybe two or three nil down but to get an equaliser was just uh, it was bedlam beyond belief
1: it looked very good the Holborn bar was not quite the same uh, I wouldn't imagine but y- your, your glasses stayed intact so that, that's a good they, start as well they did but they did it,
0: yeah
1: it looked it looked very very good and I'm glad that everyone made that made the effort to go across had something to celebrate and it was excellent composure from Dane Polvair a brilliant finish um, one that a striker would be proud of you feel and uh, hopefully there's more of that to come as you say uh, with, with Greece and, and uh, you're going to Helsinki aren't you man
0: I am, um, yeah. But yeah, in no, other words, I was standing next to um, a dad and his son was standing in front of him. It was the first, as he called it, proper um, European trip because Burnley didn't count. And, um, you know, you know, seeing like people like that getting a chance to, to celebrate goals together. There's me and Ian who've been going to Pataudry for four or five years, more probably. And, you know, people that you share moments the highs and lows of following the club to get that one moment of high it makes it more so special I remember a friend Sarah she was there with her dad and managed to catch her at the the goal as well and you, you know sometimes when you you see people that you know at the football and you both you know, catch each other eye and that and you share in that that moment it's I always say when people probably that aren't football fans ask you to describe that feeling it is when your team scores a goal you can't. You can't. And I think you know that bounce and that moment that that many of us had on on Thursday night. As much as we can maybe compare it to another goal, it's it, it's probably hard to um, hard to describe. But another player, as, as we mentioned, that, that came into the the team was uh, was Jack Mackenzie, and unfortunately for Jack, probably didn't quite get up to speed of the, the game early on and got caught out as Frankfurt probably had their from certainly from white for remember first real attack and I said Frankfurt had a soft penalty given against them at the weekend I, I couldn't help but feel at the time I don't know as so you'll have been um privy to a lot more replays because I've not seen anything back um penalty for you or
1: was it, is it soft? It's a penalty. I think Mackenzie is very unlucky though because of the way the guy sort of runs into him, and then Mackenzie ends up bundling him over. I think he is unlucky, and um, but it, for me, it's a penalty. My dad thinks otherwise. He thinks that the guy just ran into him and therefore shouldn't have been a free a penalty. And yeah. um, however, for me, I think so. I do think he is very unlucky though. I would, I would um, emphasize that, and it's just unfortunate that it had to be him as well. And mm-hmm. somebody comes in for so much criticism, and rightly or wrongly, so people have their opinions. And but for me, it was a penalty. I did think he was unlucky, and you know what? I thought he actually performed okay. He performed pretty well after that. He sort of, I thought I was worried that he was going to dwell on that mistake, and and it was going to be downhill from then on. I also thought the scoreline was going to be downhill from then on. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I was very impressed by the fact that we 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 came back into the game. But for me, a penalty and. Uh, I guess unlucky for McKenzie, however. Some people think otherwise. Kaiser, there saying McKenzie was sleeping really poor and they switched on. And uh, I can see that side of the argument as well. And to be honest, that was exactly how I felt at the
0: time. I thought he was sleeping and he wasn't switched on at that moment. But you're absolutely right to to defend him in the sense that he did grow into the game. And I think a lot has to be said for the, the entire defence because I, I certainly shared your opinion that when we went 1-0 down at that point and I tell you the noise uh, when that goal went in but not just the noise from that goal the noise throughout from that Frankfurt fans never let a Rangers or Celtic fan tell you that those grounds are something different on European nights that noise was constant and (sighs) what a backing I've genuinely never heard anything like it and you know There's rumours going around on the numbers that they're going to be taking to Pataudry in December. But um, all I'll say is you'll probably be hoping that the fence is still intact um, come December, I'm I'm sure, Callum. But I think those, you know, was it 1,900 would be the official away allocation, will make Pataudry very quiet by by how passionate and how loud they are.
1: It'll be interesting. It'll be an experience, uh, I'm sure, and um, I don't. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with uh, not only them, but the they as well the December weather. Uh, Mid December weather at Pataudry will be. Um, it'll be an experience for them, but uh, it'll be it'll be good to see uh, a sort of atmosphere like that at Pataudry I, I think I'll enjoy it. But yeah, must have seen videos uh, of of the Frankfurt end. Obviously, watch it on the telly when when they pan to the crowd and things like that. Uh, they they take it very seriously and boy do they make a racket. But it, good mm. experience, I'm sure, good experience for you getting to go over there and and enjoy that kind of thing and uh, as well as a few German laggers prior. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and not to suffer too much afterwards either.
0: Well, try try my best. But I was I was speaking to Tyrone Smith today in the in the airport on the way back, and he was saying, you know, compare that to the the Allianz for maybe those that were there 15 years ago. I, I was probably too young to. I appreciate the kind of vocal backing. It was, it's certainly one of the more impressive stadiums I've been to between that and, and the Alliance. But yeah, just the, the terms of, you know, people will say, oh, the Red Shed's good, but <laughs> that's on a, a different planet. The bits A lot of German football is in general. The only thing that I will say is I hope when Frankfurt come to town, we drop them in Stonehaven or something stupid and make them walk to the ground. I'm not having that down as a 1K walk from the, the train station to the stadium. And the way back was a a total joke. For anyone that's been in Aberdeen tonight and and saw the absolute downpour, well, thankfully it came on right as I was leaving the airport to to get to the car park. Um, So anyone in the dice area this evening will know what I'm talking about. That was what the Aberdeen fans had to do in over a kilometre at full time in a pitch black forest. It was not fun at all. Um, So hopefully
1: they get subjected
0: to similar weather and a similar walk. Um, that's all I'll say on
1: that. I think that's fair, I think that's fair. Uh, like, like I can imagine going to the game all round would have just been a very interesting experience between like, um, the atmosphere building up in the square, then having to walk through that forest for ages to get to the game and then to be greeted in it was an incredible stadium from what I saw. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been uh, not nothing quite like that in Scottish football.
0: No, and of course, as, as far as McFarlane, asking how the old-style standing area was, we don't have... Old style terracing in Scottish football as well, and and that was a, a good experience as well. As I said, the it was like being on a dance floor in the terrace. The floors were that sticky at the start, but also great being able to get beer and and to to your seat yeah. if you want to call it that. Um, but no, really good, and you know it wasn't as crushed or as compact as people maybe would have been worried about everything went off without any kind of issue in in that area so it was all it was all good um but you know calm at half time I, I don't know what the mood in in the holborn was but certainly in frankfurt because of course Kel had a, a big save to make just shy of um half time the offside flag went up was he offside
1: i think he was just it was very very tight however and um, from from something from the angle, we got given. But credit has to go for Kit Ke- Roos, because there was a couple of times actually where he pulled off big stops, and then later on the flag went off. It went up. He he wasn't to know. I thought Roos had a very very good 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 game, and nothing he could have done about the two goals uh, either. But for me, that one was offside. Just mm. it was very marginal. I think it was by about a shoulder.
0: Was it? Yeah, there would have been a, a nervous VAR check if if that had gone in, but. There was a heavy tackle um, by Stefan Gar- Gartman in the in the second half, um, which I think actually led up to the, the corner um, for their goal. Um, that challenge, Kevin Trapp was going absolutely crazy at. Um, you know, he was saying to the, to the linesman that was studs up, um, uh, and that it should have been punished more. I know the referee brandished a, a yellow card. Um, was there anything in the in the replays on that, that that kind of maybe caused you any concern, or was it mentioned at all?
1: Uh, when I saw it in uh, in real time, I thought, "Oh God, that doesn't look good." But I haven't seen it back. It wasn't. It was. Uh, you know, it was. It was maybe a bit. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know. Boisterous. That's probably not the right word to use. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't think it would be. It wasn't too overzealous, and uh, it, fine. It wouldn't have merited uh, any further action uh, for me. But on Stefan Gutterman whilst we're speaking about him brilliant i thought absolutely excellent mm-hmm. Both him and richard jensen in particular for me and um, looked very very good and very very comfortable on that sort of stage which is certainly very very encouraging um, but
0: also, also probably reassuring for rubis as well because you mm. probably got nothing to really complain about on his performance from last night
1: Um i've not actually seen the, the second goal back but people are complaining about him for that uh, i've noticed that and and um, but I would say he didn't stand out as much as I thought he was going to, um, given sort of recent performances and things. And I think having those two beside him, if that's going to be the partnership going forward or well, not partnership, there's three of them. The combination, shall we say, then perhaps he will sort of grow a little bit more confident and, and grow into his game a little bit more, you know, take take. Um, reassurance uh, in sort sort of those two experienced heads alongside, and both um, have haven't played at that level before, and you could tell, you could certainly tell. I thought they were yeah. fantastic. In fact, Richard Jensen probably man of the match for me. Mm. Well,
0: the German beer was man of the match for me. <laughs> uh, for as good as I tracked, Frankfurt are they beat us with a pen and a heater fair corner, as Kaiser says, and that is the kind of. Frustration, to use Barry Robson's buzzword in a post-match press conference. And for me as well, they didn't do enough to kind of beat us from, from open play. And the penalty is soft. And if people want to apportion blame for to, to Ruby for, for not picking up Robin Cock, then that's fine. But if we're going to put a man on the post at the corner, stay on the post. So for me, the more blame, and I know Leighton um, had his family over watching it in in Frankfurt because they were enjoying the the square before the game as well. Um, For me, more blame goes on on Leighton for coming off the post for that goal. If he stands where he was supposed to be, that goal goal doesn't go in. Whether or not they go on to score another, who knows? But the, the players were quite visibly getting frustrated the more that game stayed at
1: 1-1. They absolutely were. Um, got to say, however, cracking header in the first place from Koch to put the ball in the net. Mm. Um, however, yeah, it, laying Clarkson Clarkson sticks on the post, and that's what actually one of my dad's biggest gripes, that teams don't put players on the post anymore. Yeah. And then we actually did, uh, and uh, and the, uh, the man deviated from his task, unfortunately. Um, I'd sort of felt like well I thought was it was gonna be completely backs to the wall throughout the whole yeah. of the second half. I thought they were gonna get ripped into it at halftime and come flying out the traps and it was sort of only going to be a matter of time. But in terms of the pressure they put on, I didn't think it was as much as I had expected. I actually thought we ve- dealt with it very well. And we seemed to have found a way of playing against teams like Frankfurt sort of similar when we played against Celtic at Pottery. Um that that makes me confident that we will get a scalp this season against these sides who absolutely should be beating us, but we should mm-hmm. be able to go and give a game. We've given them games. I think there's reason to, to, to be confident that we will be able to get a scalp this season if we continue to play in that manner and stick to our task, be disciplined defensively, so long as when we have the ball, we play football and create opportunities and hopefully take them.
0: Take them, yeah, exactly. And I, I think you're absolutely right. And I guess, again, we kind of mentioned that at at full time yesterday, you know I think, you know, obviously Helsinki lost um, by three goals to two against Pauk I think maybe some people would have been surprised by that because it it flashed up on the the big screen um, for us in the the first half that Helsinki were winning and I was like, oh, that's a bit of a for me it was a bit of a surprise at, at the time so, you know, maybe there was elements of Parts of our support, and again, I'll include myself in that. That underestimating Helsinki slightly, but knowing that that's maybe the games that we are going to be targeting for points. Obviously, they are our next opponents in the in the competition, but also that that Pauk, as we saw at Time Castle, are vulnerable away from home. That's our third game in the competition. Given the performance, as you said, as long as we can continue in that vein, and all those aspects that you said as well, we need to attribute when we're playing Helsinki, when we're playing Pout, but also when we're playing Ross County on Sunday as well. This can't just be a one-off performance for European competition as well. It has to be the standard that we maintain now throughout the rest of the season, starting this Sunday as well. But if we do maintain that level of performance, you're absolutely right. There is no reason why we can't look to go and pick up points in those home games. And I just wonder, what would you say from those two home games coming up in the, the conference league, would you put as a, a minimum set of points? I, I've been saying today, you'd have to be looking at, at four as a minimum. You have to be going unbeaten
1: in that October double header. I think unbeaten, but um, well, to stand a chance of, of going through, which... I don't know how realistic it is. It's early days, and maybe we're just on the high of a decent performance. Um, we we'd have to be unbeaten and uh, winning one of those games. I'd probably expect three points. Ha- however, um, four would be would be very very good. I would feel, uh, and then with the chance of potentially going to you're probably looking more at Helsinki. And potentially getting something there, which would maybe stand us a good stead in getting through. But certainly, reason reason to be confident, I think, from from that and uh, from from against Frankfurt. And I suppose when you think about Esther Sockler's chance at, at, at the end of the game, and then there was uh, the ball got cut back, and someone stepped over it, but there was no one arriving behind them. That um, was uh,
0: yeah. Jamie Preacher mentioned it earlier. Duke's square pass across the goal should have been in the back of the net. There was actually deflection on that cross um, from I'm sure it was whether it was the heel or the toe I can't remember but there was a deflection from a Frankfurt defender that took it away from whoever was charging in the middle because I couldn't believe that nobody got on the end of it because the ball was great but as soon as there was a deflection I just remember shouting you jammy bastards because I just felt that you know the, the pressure was beginning to build from us and they were you know to use Callum McGregor's face uh phrase sorry the leniency of refereeing very much favored the the home side I felt last night and I didn't feel we were getting a lot of decisions so to not get many of the decisions and then not get the break of the ball when you get a great chance was was frustrating and as I said um yeah some of our our passing towards the the kind of end when we were looking to to hurt Frankfurt on the counter it was just just not quite there that, that that little bit of quality that
1: maybe they could have offered when they hit us on the counter attack Absolutely um, on class chance I think he could have done better because for me it was very difficult one for him to take a foul and you also made me question if he was a bit more sharp had he had a bit more game time between and uh, well, then and now, shall we say, then maybe that's when he puts away. But for me, it's very, very difficult for him to take. Maybe he should have gone with his side foot and just try and direct it a little bit more rather than that, rather than putting his foot through the ball.
0: Oh, honestly, I really don't want to watch it back because I will have nightmares about it. But you're absolutely right. And I said this today that I just wonder how much or how, if he was more match fit, match minutes in his tank, even if he'd maybe, I know he scored in pre-season, but, you know, we spoke about how good Polvara was against Tariff and people don't like to reference that game. So I know he scored against Tariff, but it's maybe not the same. So had he had a bit more maybe match sharpness about him, could he have done better? It's just going to be one of those if moments we seem to be stocking up just now. Um but again Harry Jim says Boyan would have scored it a few people mentioned that last Mm -hmm. night as well I I wondered what what Kaiser's commented as well saying could he have taken a touch could he have could he have actually taken it down before finishing it because there was nobody behind him there was nobody near him he didn't need to rush it as as much as he did but honestly I I Hate to think what condition I would be in if had that found the back of
1: the net. I don't think I'd be talking to you right now. You'd probably be still in Frankfurt getting hammered.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know there were some people that have missed their flights home today and I would have probably been there as well.
1: I think so, I think so. Um, I'm not sure, my my worry would then be would he have not been able to get the shot off had he taken a touch, but then at the same time might have actually scored had he taken a touch. Um, But I also suppose I wonder with with the fact that he may be... um, you know, he isn't sharp or whatever. Also, perhaps if he had a bit more game time, maybe his confidence would have be been a little bit higher. And also, he might have grabbed a goal in that time as well. So, I don't know. Uh, one of those what ifs, but hopefully, he'll get a chance at some point throughout the season to, uh, to right those wrongs and he'll come up big in a moment like that again.
0: Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, despite those kind of efforts, because uh, I know VK had uh, put a, a comment in earlier saying when we were speaking about. Um, Frankfurt not doing enough, he said that we didn't do it enough either and you know you, maybe that's fair because some of the chances weren't maybe clear clear cut enough um, but I, I certainly was, I thought we did better than I, I expected in, in the second half again I, I thought like you would maybe be kind of an onslaught backs the wall job but no we kind of held our own position and and looked to hurt Frankfurt where possible. So maybe slightly um, on the harsh side. And I think, again, we kind of touched on this as well in the the preview segment that when going behind, if we then did try and push too much, a team of that quality could, in fact, pick you off at, at will. But I think it also kind of shows a lot of respect to how we did and um, the fact that, you know, towards the end of the game, they went very much defensive in some of their substitutions and, and looked to themselves, shut up shop as well, which obviously then helped us in- invite on more pressure because they weren't as willing to, um, to go forward. So, look, there's, yes, we didn't win the game, but we've certainly, in my eyes, I've felt a bit more pride back about this team than what I did you know Tuesday Wednesday we just now most importantly have to back this up on Sunday against Ross County Callum and I think you know a lot of people are saying you know with Frankfurt being this this team in transition Sunday's probably going to be almost harder than than Thursday maybe seems a bit of a, a strange thing to say but is it fair
1: Possibly, I mean, the onus is now back on us and it's, so far we've seen the season when that's the case, uh, we don't tend to perform very well and we have saw, saw Robson set up the team very well uh, against Frankfurt. We now need to sort of flip the coin and, and be on that other side now where can he set up the team in a way where we're going to be on the front foot, we're going to be controlling, we're going to create lots of chances and we're going to take them. And It'll be interesting to see what he does in this game at home, will he stick with a five? I hope not. Almost at, at, at this point, um, and certainly if, if it's five, then it needs to be a three most of the time with mm-hmm. with the wing backs bombing forward. And um, it will it will be interesting. But I do agree now that there is sort of a more sense of pride. When we spoke on Monday, recording the last episode, we were talking about being pretty apathetic uh, uh, about mm-hmm. even, even recording because it's so, yeah. here we go again. Kind of thing. Whereas now, I'm looking forward to Sunday. It's given us, it's given me hope. I, I think it's the same with a lot of people from what I've seen on social media as well. It's just, I, as I said, at the start of the show. I hope that this game is like could be a turning point where you know we we've performed well against a decent side. You're spending spent lots of money, and um, in a top five league, and we've shown that we are capable of competing. It's Ross County. No disrespect to them, but <clears throat> If we can compete with Frankfurt, then we should absolutely be be taking the game to Ross County and punishing them. Um, and I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping we don't end up with egg egg on our face uh, when we chat on, on Monday or whatever it will be.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, no, and I, I think you're right, and especially about the you know being apathetic to to recording. And I have to say, you know, a big thanks to everybody that wasn't in Frankfurt and and you know came up and said you know nice things about the the podcast and the the whether it was positive or or negative feedback because we take it both ways and it's it is helpful but a lot of nice comments and a lot of nice pint spot as well so that that certainly helped as well but no I, you know that when you're feeling apathetic to to recording. Did make me feel happy that if we did get pumped 6-0, there would still be plenty of people kind of tuning in to hear what we had we had to say as well. And a lot of people were asking where you were, Callum. So you'll be your turn to experience that. Um come Greece um and get asked where I am. Um so I know how much you love um getting the attention from from the podcast. So something for you to to look forward to as well. But that uh, absolutely this this Sunday is it is is huge and can be that building block can be the kickstart to the season that we all hoped Hearts would be uh, unfortunately we fell flat on our face there and I did uh, enjoy uh, a comment saying I wonder if things go wrong um, on Sunday if um, Haken will ha- the tiredness from hacken will be replaced by the tiredness tiredness from Frankfurt for a, a few weeks uh, and, uh, instead so uh, t- time will tell but this will also kind of tell how much Barry is willing to, to utilise the squad. Look at Duke, for example. He didn't start the game uh, on Thursday night. Will he come in to, to start instead? What about um, Boyan? He started, do you, do you go one up top with Duke and then switch them about uh, on Sunday? Kind of go the opposite. Like said, so Dante Polvara hadn't had a lot of game time in, in recent weeks, Putting a, a great shift. Connor Barron came on... He, I, for me, uh, impressed against Hibs and Hearts, he could do a job in there. This is when, with the importance of the League Cup as well, being an ideal opportunity to put some silverware uh, in the trophy cabinet, we need to start seeing the, the squad being utilised to their their potential I, I, in these next two games.
1: Absolutely, we do. And I suppose you call Esther St- Sokla who came off the bench as well then Habib Gay yeah. who didn't feature but I'm sure he's eager to, to get going and get some game time under his belt It'll be interesting, we've, we're in a pretty good spot right now where we've got players back fit now and we do have options, it will be interesting to see how we set up and who, who features but I'm excited and the fact it's, it's two games in quick succession against the same team though however, mm-hmm. that I never like that I feel like no. we're never you're never going to win both, but we've got the players there to do it. They've shown they can play football against a very good side, and um, we can we can do it. I'm now sort of really hesitant to to get over and ahead of myself, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it, and that's what that performance has, has given me. And I'm looking forward to going to Dingwall as well, and um, uh, in, in the midweek, but it, it'll certainly be interesting the way Barry sets up sets us up, and I hope. I really hope he will get it right because he, he got it right in frankfurt ultimately we didn't get the three points or even a point but he, he got it right we could have taken something from that game but now that the sort mm. of the, the shoes on the other foot and we need to be the team with uh the most attacking impetus we need to be taking control i just hope we can work it out because so far domestically we have not seen that at all i mean you think back to some of the games livingston away i know pitch difficult whatever we were very poor, so Sterling in the Cup, very poor, lost to Hearts and Hibs, lucky to get a point against St Mirren. Now we need to kick start things, and if we get two good results against Ross County, then okay, we've got Ibrox, whatever, but then that could potentially put us on, on, on a good run ahead of October, which could be a very, very big month for us. As, as I've mentioned plenty of times, four home games in a row, two in Europe, we've got Dundee and St Johnston at Petology, Meanwhile, throughout the month, Hearts and Hibs playing each other, and then they're also both playing Celtic and Rangers. Of course, yeah. there's St Mirren and Motherwell, and I we need to think about too. But it's a, it's a good chance for us to really get going.
0: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. It's it's really about momentum, and I, I think you know the thing is, is we we said this, we we wanted to work out for for Barry Robson. We we do. It, it's just it's frustrating when you know, things are, aren't going right. And the other thing for me as well is just that that bit of momentum that, that can be gained from the, the next two games. Yes, as you say, that the Rangers game is maybe going to be a bit of an outlier in there. But if we can just set ourselves up for um, going into October. But to be honest, I, I, I say that Rangers game a bit of an outlier, but they've not really impressed me much this season either. And yes, OK, both are best performers. Performances have ultimately ended in defeat, but you know if we can, you know, put it all together, you never know we could go down there and, and get a result as well. But um, you know, Kaiser suggesting four three three, I think certainly I thought at, at the game. I don't know if it came across on TV. It certainly looked like we ended the game uh, on Thursday with with a four three three with Duke through the middle. I think Johnny Hayes was right wing and Sokler left wing. Could Sokler so- and Duke could have switched, but. Um, it certainly looked like we went four-three-three um towards the end. And of course, when we're speaking about, you know, players that have not featured, you, you mentioned Pap Gay as well, Jimmy McGarry, um, After, you know, being really impressive at a left-wing back, obviously Jack came in instead. You know, again, there's another potential change that we could make to this team going into the the weekend as well. Angus McDonald still not featuring. Um for for the team for, for whatever reason. So there is, you know, changes that, that can be made if, if needing. I suppose he'll be reluctant to make too many changes. Um but hopefully we can, you know, use that if we need in the game as well. Cause of course we've got the five substitutions as well. But yeah, Rory's first game on on, on Sunday as well. So um excited for that a bit more now um after Thursday as well. Um even if, um, even if you know things haven't been going right in the league, uh, Rhys Williams, of course, he is actually he does actually exist because um, the team um, didn't fly back last night. I think due to the weather, their flight got cancelled, so they actually flew back at the same time as I left Frankfurt today. So, seen them going through the airport, and and Rhys Williams was there. I think he was actually named on the bench alongside uh, Ordadi as well. So, both of them um, do actually uh, exist, contrary to popular belief as well but look Calum we, we thought we'd come on and, and kind of round up kind of our thoughts from from last night as well because we we both were kind of encouraged and you know I, I thoroughly enjoyed what was a, a a great four days away um I mean did, did, they the, all,
1: did the German lagers all blend it into one is that what it is
0: yeah it really did um so it's it's all quickly catching up on on me but we thought we'd come on to give our thoughts um on last night and and look ahead to to the weekend and look feeling a bit more positive I maybe feel it more than actually look at myself um but hopefully um come next week we've actually got something positive to speak about um in the league but even more grateful would be 3 points when it come.
1: Absolutely. And it'd be great for Rory uh, as well, you feel like. If if, if we lose, however, <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday, he's not allowed back. He's not allowed no. back. i have got calling that now. Um, but no, I would be great. To be honest, I've been, we've been speaking about, you know, playing football, getting the ball down on the deck. Creating lots of chances and things like that. However, if we were to win on Sunday, and um, by any means necessary, I would be absolutely delighted. But it would be good to get our our sort of league campaign up and running. A lot of when there's when we're we playing games and they're coming so thick and fast like this, a lot of it is about momentum. So if we can start to gather that uh, with with these two games against Ross County. Then I've got faith that we will be all right. Yeah. I agree as
0: well. So let's keep that faith. Let's hope everything goes to plan. And thank you for jumping on. I know you're down in Kirkcaldy tonight. and a good day with the Glenn Rothis Reds uh, yesterday. I know you enjoyed that picture of me and Sam very much, not made you jealous at all. Uh, and thanks to those of you that have joined the stream tonight. Um, as I said, it was very short notice for a, a lot of you um, as well because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. I wasn't sure. Um, when I was going to get home and actually big up the the KLM pilot on the the four o'clock flight who um, decided not to enforce a one hour delay by getting the water service, the water tank serviced or some nonsense like that and just said nobody can get tea and coffee on the flight home so he can get home with only a 10 minute delay so I'm glad for that not having to sit on the plane for an hour Um, so chill out and I think I'm going to go in my bed and get a decent night's sleep.
1: Didn't have that on uh, red tinted glasses bingo for this episode. You know, no. I don't think anyone else did. But no, thank you very much, Glenn. I'm glad you've glad you had a very much time, a very much a very good time uh, away um recover, recuperate, and get ready to go again. And thank you very much, Seven, for tuning in. A lot of nice words, and uh, uh, hopefully Glenn's head's not too big after everyone's complimenting him on holiday and buying him alcohol. <laughs>